0: So what are you going to do? Colts lose. I'm Ken Sterling. This is a special edition of Inside Indiana Sports Now brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry. Give them a call. 317-849-2933. Colts lose today. 27-24 to the Los Angeles Rams. There was good. There was bad. There was ugly. As you would expect, here is the good. We'll start with the good stuff. Why not be positive right out of the gate, right? We can be positive. We can look at the bright side of a 27-24 loss. I was going to call it something else, but it really wasn't. The Rams didn't kick the uh, the, the Colts' ass. That's not what happened. All right, so the good. Carson Wentz, hey, also not so good, but the good part of Carson Wentz, 20 of 31, 247 yards, a touchdown. And an interception. The good part, really, to me, was eight yards per passing attempt. That was good. Last week, it was like five and a half yards. And the Colts can't win with Carson Wentz throwing at a five and a half yard per attempt rate. Today, a little bit better. Uh, another good thing. Michael Pittman Jr. looked like a bell cow receiver, finally worthy of his second-round, uh, early second round pick. Uh, A year and a half ago, he catches seven balls for 113 yards. They had a special team score, the Colts did. That was a good thing. EJ Speed stripped it from Johnny Hecker, the Rams' terrific putter, right? Ashton Doolin fell on it, touchdown Colts, because uh, the Rams snapped it into the up guy, into the protector. What are you doing? Snapped it right into his arm. It bounced away. Johnny Hecker picked it up. And if not for EJ Speed, I'm telling you, Johnny Hecker was a high school quarterback, and he is really good at throwing the football. And when he yells fire, there's a real chance that something good's going to happen. So that was good. Good for EJ Speed. Good for Ashton Doolin. Quentin Nelson. Really nice day today. Uh, Aaron Donald did not kill the Colts today. Three tackles today for Aaron, uh, Aaron Donald. One of them, a sack, and that sack was especially damaging to Carson Wentz and to the chances of the Colts for putting up a win today. Uh, by the way, another good is Darius Leonard made a hell of a good play on a reverse. Uh, on third down, they gave it to Cooper Cup. Darius Leonard did his job, kept the Colts uh, in the game, by not allowing the Rams to get that first down. Now, uh, also good, Jacksonville is going to lose, Houston is going to lose, and Tennessee is likely going to lose. Their game starts in about 20 minutes in Seattle. you got the 12th man in Seattle, the loudest stadium in sports. It is unlikely that Tennessee is going to get the W. So if everybody in the AFC South loses, the Colts don't lose any ground. And that ultimately is a good thing. All right? Uh, You getting enough? uh, Anyway, the bad. I didn't understand that comment. i got to tell you the truth. The bad today. Yeah, Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack looked all right, didn't he? I I was a little bit worried because in the the first half they didn't get him in. And so you think, are they ever going to get this guy in? Is he ever going to be able to prove to people that he can play again? And finally he did. And that's a good thing. Eason is garbage. Now, wait a second. Cut Julian Davenport. Look, it is not Julian Davenport's fault that he can't play dead. All right? That's Chris Ballard's fault that Julian Davenport can't play. That he's the backup tackle. That's on Chris Ballard. That's not really on Julian Davenport. And I'm not saying that you were saying that it is. He just can't play. And uh, you know what? Isolated against Aaron Donald, none of us could play. Nobody in the NFL could probably play. Uh, Frank Reich is so overrated. Says, uh, Mike, you know what? Uh, So far this season, he is. Uh, That's true, but still cut him. (laughs) Well, sure. You know, they did bring in Pryor a little bit later, I think. I think he played some. I thought I saw him out there. Um, The bad Jacob Eason... Under difficult circumstances, all right, difficult circumstances. Carson Wentz doesn't come back into the game, so Jacob Eason's got to play. He's got like, what, two and a half minutes left or whatever, and and he's going to try to get the Colts in a position to win this game, and, and he wasn't able to do it. He threw the interception, and Jalen Ramsey, who the Colts had mitigated really, really effectively during this game, um, you know what? What are you going to do if you're Eason? Your first game snap, your first meaningful snap in, in at least a couple of years. So will Frank ever give up the play calling? That's a really good question. I get very nervous when head coaches are also the guys uh, calling the plays. I don't like that. I think they ought to delegate that kind of thing. It is one of Reich's strengths to be able to do that, which begs the argument, is he a better offensive coordinator than he is a head coach? And I think that argument can, can be made. Eric Fisher looked really good today. That also, part of the good. All right, more bad. Jonathan Taylor, 15 rushes, 51 yards, a 3.4 yard per carry average. You got to get more out of Jonathan Taylor. That's partially the, the problem with the offensive line, right? Um, however, Taylor's got to do more. 15 carries, 51 yards. Colts aren't going to win a lot of games with him putting up those kinds of numbers, even if they score via special teams. Uh, Two empty first and goal possessions in the first half. This was a game that the Colts, uh, they couldn't have put it away in the first half. They had four possessions in the first half. Two of them, they got inside the 10 with a first down. First and goal, twice. Empty both times. Once they had first and goal from the one. Ran four straight plays, the fourth play a little like a, a pass dealy, where Frank tried to outsmart everybody. That's never a good thing, and and that went no place. So uh, that, not really good. However, the other two possessions, they got field goals out of them, and that kept them in the game. That's bad. The empty first and goals are really, really bad. You have got to get a better level of play calling from Frank Reich, and you've got to be able to run the football a little bit. Jonathan Taylor has got to be able to get one yard just through his own momentum. He's got to be able to do that. Uh, The pass dealie was a strong go. (laughs) Yeah, the pass dealie was a strong go. I hate that. Look, I get it from the one, but if you can't push it in from the one the first three times, take the points. Don't leave it to the MIT guys up in a booth. Don't do it. Take the points. Take the three. Where would this game have been if they had taken the three? Ah, that's a good question. Uh, And the uh, bad, they allowed Cooper Cup to get off. Nine catches, 163 yards, two touchdowns. He was really, really good, and he is really good. And Matthew Stafford was able to utilize him as a terrific weapon offensively. That's more than half the yardage that Matthew Stafford threw for just keeps chopping wood on the strong go. This is what we need. And then, you know, thank God, Jim Caldwell didn't really have any of those sort of fun quotes. I don't remember anything Jim Caldwell said. I had an eight-minute conversation with Jim Caldwell out on a Monument Circle as he waited to go on uh, 1070 The Fan out at like some ice cream social or something. And uh, Jim Caldwell, I had never seen Blink. So I wanted to keep him there for as long as I could so that I was gonna see if he ever blinks. I had him out there for eight minutes before they put him on the air, and I was like this. I, I my eyeballs were completely dry. Jim Caldwell never blinked. His unblinking leadership was literal, not figurative. All right, the ugly today, as Joe Mapes says, we weren't running. Yeah, um, I thought they set Jonathan Taylor way deep. Sending a guy seven yards deep, I think, is kind of weird, don't you? I mean, it looked almost like the Bears with Walter Payton seven yards deep, but you had Matt Suey and Roland Harper as as fullbacks kind of bridging that gap. I, I wouldn't mind seeing a fullback from time to time, and the Colts haven't done that this year. Yeah, Pittman, great game. That's part of the good. Now, the ugly, and I don't want to judge Carson Wentz, based upon what may or may not have been ugly. All right. um, First of all, uh, this is legitimately ugly. Carson Wentz continues to extend plays to the point where he's going to get hurt eventually, and he did. On his way to the ground, he's flinging it this way, flinging it that way, instead of protecting himself and getting to the ground safely. That's what you have to do. He does not do that. He has not learned or shown a proclivity toward learning, and that's bad. Now, another ugly thing, although we don't know, because maybe he's injured at a level where he was going to be unable to play competitively. But he was walking around, had the hat on, kind of standing around. They didn't take him off on a cart. He walked off under his own power. He was kind of, you know, moving on the sideline. Why didn't he come in? game's on the line like I remember guys and there are guys still playing you know guys with knees shredded or ankles I got a grade two sprain but I'm going back in I'm not leaving this game unless somebody like shackles me to the bench it looked like Wentz just decided not to play now I'm not going to judge because we don't know what the injury is if it's a profound injury, if he's going to miss a couple of weeks because of something that happened inside that ankle or inside that knee, you know what? Get better soon. But if it wasn't, what the hell were you doing on the sideline in a baseball cap watching Jacob Eason play his first meaningful rep in years? Uh, so uh feel like we aren't seeing much from the linebackers. I thought Darius Leonard played well today. Okariki, I kind of get it. If it was a profound injury, go to the damn locker room. I got gotcha. you. Um, Anthony Walker was able to stop the run in a way that Bobby Okariki isn't. Now, Bobby Okariki is a better guy in coverage. So if the Colts are playing with a lead, which they're built to do, then you've got, uh, with Okariki, you've got an upgrade over Walker. But if you're playing from behind and a team's going to run the football, you got problems. So... Um, the taunting on Zach Pascal was absolutely ridiculous. He made up for it. He caught the touchdown pass. It was all good in the end, right? But the taunting disproportionately penalized the the Colts because banging into an official is not an offsettable penalty. So you, you went uh, 15 yards back. That's the first penalty assessed. And then half the distance to the goal line, which really set the Colts back. But they scored anyway, so there you go. Wentz is tough, good. We played a lot better uh, than last week, yeah. That's true. But it does put a premium on this coming Sunday's game in Nashville against the Titans. If you lose that game and you go 0-3, you got problems. The defense isn't going to get the chance to play with a lead. You know what? This offense looks goofy. It doesn't look right. does Jack Doyle was good today. The Cathedral product. I thought Jack looked good. Uh, Red Raider fan says cover two is designed to limit big plays. It is. And what it's, what it's really designed to do, it, it, limit big plays, but keep the ball in front so that you extend drives. And this is what Tony Dungy's cover two is all about, extending the drive so you add more chances to go get the football and, and turn the offense over. That's what this defense wants to do. They have not shown an ease in doing that. I don't know if you call the special teams play a turnover. If you do, that was two turnovers today, which falls short of the two and a half average that the Colts need to hit their season long goal of 40. So there you go. We need to take some shots downfield, Mr. Reich. You know what? It looked like they had some dialed up, but Wentz checked down. Uh, David uh, says defense can't always bail you out if you fail to score touchdowns in the first half. Really true. Uh, Their red zone offense is awful. Terrible. Uh, Ridiculous. You can't punch it in from a yard out on first down, second down, third down, and then you feel like you got to throw it on fourth down. What the hell are you doing? Anyway, we'll talk about it tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Kent, as always. Thanks for joining. We are not happy. This is an unhappy place. Look, we're not going to smile here. We're not going to say, you know, the boys fought hard. We're not going all Bob Lamey on this. You know why? Because our expectations are here. And that's where expectations ought to be. Just like with Indiana yesterday. Oh, you know, Indiana, they really in the first half played well. And, oh, if they hadn't made that call on McFadden, blah, 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 blah. Win the damn game. Then talk to me about what you deserve. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. I get angry. Is Jacob in trouble? I don't know what kind of trouble can he get in. He's a backup quarterback who came in with the game on the line, but late in the game hasn't played a meaningful down in years. What are you gonna do? Like, do you mean as a backup is Sam Ellinger a better version of Eason? Eason had to throw it down the field. I, I don't blame, and it, I don't blame uh, Eason for any part of this didn't throw a good ball but he's got to throw it someplace and he's got to throw it to the sideline and hope right that's what he did we'll talk to you tomorrow